welcome back to another episode of Dropkick Basement. Uh, early part of August here uh, uh, in the United States, and uh, and we're certainly feeling the heat of summertime as we uh, in the pro wrestling world uh, we get a little bit closer to uh, SummerSlam. Um, I am Mike Madden, and uh, I am joined by uh, Tommy Schultz. Tommy, how we be? Uh, getting a little bit closer to SummerSlam time. Sitting poolside with a refreshing glass of lemonade, reminiscing on the old days of SummerSlam when we would have, you know, uh, a nice... Um, a nice, awful main event that <laughs> nobody wanted to see yeah. with very, very long builds. That's true. That's one thing I never thought of about SummerSlam is that these builds would start in damn near, like, May. Yeah. And it would be like you're slogging through the summer. Um, have you been to a SummerSlam in person? Uh, no, I have not. Hmm. If you said if you said oh I was at the one in London I would have been like that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I went to SummerSlam 1990 at the Ooh. Spectrum. Uh, main event was it was a double main event uh, because of course we always have to suck up to Terry Jean Bollea himself. Oh yes, it was uh, Hogan and Earthquake in uh, in the first half of the main event. It mm-hmm. was uh, Warrior and Rick Rude in what I remember to be a pretty fun and good cage match um yes. undercard shit was pretty good i remember i went with my dad and uh my brother and uh we took like you know some friends of ours that like lived right around that uh mm-hmm. that pennsylvania area and uh when macho man came out on the throne I mean, macho king at the time because uh, he was wrestling against dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. and uh he came out on him and sherry came out on the on the big uh throne and they had jobbers like and you could see like our seats were pretty decent like we were kind of in the lower half but we couldn't really see the entrance for anybody um but you could see the macho man on on the throne and my dad was like my dad was like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen he's he's the best um so yeah we, we were pretty big on uh on savage that one also had the uh the title change where uh carrie von eric uh beat mr perfect uh oh yeah and uh and yeah, Carrie Von Eric was was really over. Um so that was the first one that I, I also made it to SummerSlam ninety seven. That's the one that I, I really wanted to go to. Which is the uh the infamous Steve Austin Owen Hart disaster. And uh and again a great main event with that one, which was Brett and uh Undertaker with Sean as the referee and uh Brett winning the belt, Mankind and, and uh uh, Triple H in the cage. Um, yep. Some brutal, spot, booked, brutal spots in that one. <laughs> probably could have rebooked the rest of that card, but... <laughs> um, hmm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of memorable ones. In the, that undercard was a little bit slim. Uh, they started and ended fantastic, but... Woof. Bulldog and Ken Shamrock, I remember, was on the undercard for that one. And Was there not a Pillman Goldust? There was. There were, yeah. there were some... Very weird stipulations. Uh, I think that 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 was Pillman, Pillman has to wear a dress. 
Yep, and then yeah. the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, bulldog shamrock had the uh, the stipulation of the loser had to eat dog dog food. food. Yes, like that. that dog food. <laughs> um, wow. So it was with all the uh, all the faction wars too. Yeah, and then we got Austin breaking his neck. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, there's a lot of disappointment out. Yeah, that one could that would that would be a lot of fun to uh, to book. Maybe we'll uh, keep that one earmarked for uh, for <laughs> next year's uh, rebooking a bad SummerSlam. But uh, for this year, uh, for this particular rebooking the SummerSlam, um, I have chosen to, uh, you know, maybe not a terrible, terrible card, uh, but certainly lackluster in its final match. Um, I'm going to tackle the uh, the 1994 version of SummerSlam. And uh, what are you going after on your side? So as I was telling you in our pre-production meeting, I had originally... Uh, thought about doing SummerSlam 1998, mm-hmm. which I, as a kid, I remembered fondly, but I was like, ah, it probably doesn't hold up. Uh, so I rebooked the entire card, and then I was like, you know what? This actually sounds pretty good on paper, so let me watch this. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, this is too good to rebook. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. 99 sucked. I'll do that one. <laughs> 98 had, that was from the Garden, right? Yes. If I that remember correctly. That was SummerSlam, actually. That, that had that great, was it the first match? Uh, Jeff Jarrett and X Pac. No, the first match was uh, D'Lo and Val Venus for the oh. European title. We didn't get to, <laughs> we didn't get to mention Pal Penis in our last episode. It's probably the first episode <laughs> where he didn't get any shout out. So, uh, so yeah. All right. So that was for the Euro title, and that was D'Lo going over in that one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that started yeah. that great run where he was the uh, was he not the Euro? He was the European champion. And he was fighting from every different European yeah, city. Yeah, so he would just every every single time he would come, he would be introduced <laughs> from a different European city. It was great, and he was still, and yeah. he was wearing the chest protector. Chest protector <laughs> from uh, from the chest protector of doom. That was from uh, his match with uh, Dan Severn. Severn, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> which legitimately probably caved his chest in. Uh, but that's that's good stuff. Um, but yeah, let's uh, you know let's not belabor too much about. Uh, how good, how sneaky good uh, SummerSlam 98 was. Uh, I'm going to start off first with, uh, with SummerSlam 94. Uh, originating from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Um, the original card, there was a dark match. Uh, Adam Bomb uh, beating Quang, the, mag- uh, the mysterious Quang, uh, Savio Vega. Um, and this was after they turned Adam Bomb uh, babyface. Uh, yeah. And he was throwing little miniature... Uh, footballs, right? Footballs that were shaped like bombs, uh, but that didn't make it onto the main card. They might have had like a you know pay per view pre show uh, sort of free for all, yeah, precursor to the free for all that that might have been on. Um, it's a shame though. I know not getting an atom bomb match. Not get, yeah, or? getting deprived of an atom bomb match, please. Uh, the first main show car, uh, match was IRS and Bam Bam Bigelow defeating the Head Shrinkers. Uh, you also had Alundra Blaze versus Bull Nakano for the women's title. Uh, Razor Ramon with sweetness Walter Payton, uh, one of the greatest running backs of all time, in his corner versus Diesel, uh, the defending Intercontinental Champion with Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels in his corner. Um, and Razor wins the IC belt again. Uh, you've got Tatanka beating Lex Luger. Uh, in an upset and took Tonka turning heel at what the, the end fuck? of it. Joining the Million Dollar Corporation. Yes. 
Yes. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, over Mabel in oh, the mid card. Uh, semifinal, uh, which really should have gone on last. Uh, a great Brett versus Owen Cage match. Um, oh yes, which real and and they had the families at ringside, and uh, and Nightheart was on Owen's side, and Davy had just come back, and Davy was on Brett's side. Now I'm kind of remembering. This, yeah, yes. and then the main event, the thing they built the whole fucking thing around Ugh. was Undertaker versus the Under Faker, uh, primetime Brian Lee, who was about. Four inches short, despite being a giant man himself, was still about four inches shorter than the Undertaker. And really, as soon as they went face to face, it was like you couldn't get this guy fucking lifts. <laughs> they got him to, <laughs> to six ten or six eleven. Uh, so that's the original card. Um, my version of the card. We're keeping this. Yes, go ahead. Can, can I just interject for one moment? Mm-hmm. What was there also not a. Th- a, a uh, running bit throughout the show where Leslie, oh Nielsen Leslie Nielsen, was looking, was oh looking yes, for the Undertaker. yes, that wasn't just the thing <laughs> through the show. Like they had vignettes like before SummerSlam of him like getting ready. Oh, I'm gonna see you guys at SummerSlam and I'm gonna find the Undertaker. And they would have these like dumb vignettes where somebody would be like, "I saw the because un- I again I watched the the pay per view uh, and some of the build up before and they were like i saw this guy he looked like the undertaker he came in and he bought a whole bunch of coffin shaped donuts from my deli <laughs> and it's like jesus Christ, he's not a child he's a grown and w- man <laughs> and was this because there was like a new naked gun movie or something like what was the hmm. the, the reasoning behind putting leslie nielsen I th- Did they, was there like a product placement or some sort of movie plugger or see no I, don't, I think they were i think they were done with naked guns the first one was was like eighty eight. Uh, the second Naked Gun was probably ninety because it was a huge hit. So ninety was, and then the third one, maybe the third one was like the summer before, but it really had no. There was no tie in other than <laughs> people liked N- Leslie Nielsen was a. He was like easy to to see in that role. He's the bungling like you know investigator, and they brought in George Kennedy as his partner. And two of them are knocking around backstage and all that shit, like between matches. Um, so I think it was just like, well, let's, we can get a celebrity for this. Let's get Leslie Nielsen. Um, okay. He, you know, he lends a little bit of comedy to this Undertaker thing. So why not shoehorn him into the stupid thing? <laughs> um, my card has no Leslie Nielsen skits uh, at all. Spoiler alert. No Leslie Nielsen skits <laughs> at all. Um, How could you? And I hate to say it, there's no underfaker on this card either. Um, as much as I do think Brian Lee had some merits in the ring at this age, uh, he's not ready for prime time. Well, he was prime time in Smoky Mountain, <laughs> but he's not ready for prime time in the WWF at this point. I think um, you're, you're saving us all a I know. lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot be, of headache. You're welcome. So here's my new card, uh, and again, as I said, we're going to keep it in Chicago. Um, they, I think they had like a near sellout too. Like they, they did a nice job of like of bringing in a crowd, and it's, you know, it's your Chicago uh, kind of smart crowd too. Um, so we're gonna give them a little bit of a smart card. I like that because for this time, actually, this this time in uh, WWF business, 
sellouts were not a uh, a common place. It was it was especially tough, especially for yeah. a building this big. They were struggling on the road, especially with house shows. They were struggling with house shows, and I think if you have a card like this that I'm going to present, you can go. Basically, you can like you can taxi this around, and this is this is a pretty good like house show card too. Um, if you wanted to, you know, kind of run this back. So original card had eight matches, uh, including that dark match. I pumped it up by one, so I'm going to have nine okay. matches total. Um, as we do with these rebooking the cards. Um, we stipulate that you do have to keep either two or three of the original matches. Um, so I will highlight the matches that I kept from the original card as I get to them. Yep. Um, but I'm going to kick off my first match, uh, and everything's on the pay-per-view. Fuck this dark match bullshit. Um, the first match on my, on my card, it is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, um, versus Doink the Clown. Okay. And this is the... Uh, this is not the Matt Bourne version of Doink. He was no. fired by no, this time. No, no. And yes. it's not the Steve Lombardi version. We're, we're going to get the Ray Apollo, the babyface, okay. uh, jokey, Doink the Clown. Who, Accompanied by Dink? Of course. Of course. Okay. Um, and there'll be a reason why he's accompanied by Dink in a minute. Because that gets him over more as a babyface and more like yep. the... And he's basically like... The, the build-up to this is like he... And I think they actually had a TV feud. Um leading up to this uh where like doink would show up at ringside for jeff jarrett matches and he would throw the confetti on him and you know try to fuck with him and jeff jarrett was pretty new in the wwf at the time and he's doing the yeah. world's greatest singer world's greatest entertainer um he did not at this point have the roadie but here's where we're introducing yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit later right let it be yeah i mean i don't know if it, it necessarily has to be uh jesse james armstrong yet but um, I, he's going to have a roadie for this match. So he'll have somebody at ringside to, like, neutralize Dink and to, uh, to you know, maybe tie him to a, a, a chair and get him out of the way. <laughs> um, you know, use some, uh, some gorilla cables from, the, uh, from Jeff Jarrett's uh, guitar rig or his, his, uh, his microphone rig. And, uh, and you have Jeff Jarrett going over. Because, again, you're, you're trying to build Jeff as, as a... As an important guy, I think he can have a really good match, even with a little bit of comedy in there. Jeff Jarrett can can kind of do it all, so he's pretty great. So that's what I'm kicking my card off with. I would already say strong open, strong. Yeah, I mean much and much stronger than than an atom bomb, yeah. Quang. <laughs> Start off. Love Savio Vega, but there's yeah. only so much you can do with Adam Bomb. So the second match on the card, I'm actually keeping the women's title match. Um, Alundra Blaze I, and Bolnacano. I, I mean, aside from Brett and Owen on the original one, that was probably the best match. And this, and it would, I feel like it was too short. So if you're going to allow for a little bit more time, and you can kind of imagine this one getting a little bit more time, uh, Bolnacano had uh, Luna Vachon in her corner. Uh, so you definitely have like you know a little bit more involvement with Luna and. Uh, geez, this is like Bolnacano at almost at her peak. I know. Yeah. She, I mean, she had a long run, and and she was great for for a few more years before retiring uh, full time from wrestling. Um, and she would have more matches with Alundra. I think they made it all the way to the. Oh no, they had just had a match at. No, no, no. Let me take that back. I think they wrestled again at. Uh, maybe Survivor Series and yeah. then the Rumble or something. Anyway, 
Um, they they had a longish program, and I think this is a point where you're establishing Alundra as the as the female champion uh, and the women's champion. So you still let her win this one, but again, I think maybe you do maybe you do a DQ and and you kind of keep Bull looking strong and get her uh, get her set to have rematches and and uh, and have a really uh, a really good like you know eight to ten minute match between the two of them uh, for sure. Uh, my third match uh, has a, a little bit of an implication. Uh, you've got two of the raw color commentators at the time. Jerry the King Lawler versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh. They wrestled in Memphis a million times. They had a feud earlier that year in Memphis where like WWF guys were going over and playing heels okay. in Memphis. So this one... Uh, you know, maybe you, you kind of precursor it with like a little bit during the pre-show where it's like, well, I'm going to come out and do the commentary for the match. Well, I'm going to come out and do the commentary for the match. And then basically like somebody comes in and says, whoever wins the match gets to spend the rest of the night on commentary. Okay. And you have Lawler and Savage. And they, again, whether it's six minutes or 25 minutes, these two are going to kind of old school Memphis brawl all over the place. You still can get a good match or two out of savage and lawler was was serviceable at this point even though he was like 45 years old um <laughs> and you let jerry lawler get like the cheap win over savage savage doesn't have to win anything of course um and jerry's much better on commentary. and yeah now you have a shitty jerry lawler uh the rest of the night chirping about like how he how he beat the macho man and um you know maybe even even have interference from like jeff jarrett to uh to cost savage the match and then you can go somewhere with jeff jarrett and and savage uh in a future feud or a tag with savage and doink against jerry and uh and jeff jarrett you know a million million ways you can go with that so i think that's a good um kind of end of the first quarter of the show mm -hmm. uh and now we go into uh first tag team that's like start that that's your first, like, you got stars. Yeah. Oh, Boom. yeah, definitely. Like, you got two big names. Absolutely. Attraction. Pete. It's an attraction. Match. Right. Right. Uh, so the first tag team match I have on this, uh, the Head Shrinkers had just, like, the week of SummerSlam, or the night before SummerSlam, had lost the tag belts okay. to Sean and Diesel. And who, who were the Head Shrinkers at this point? Head Shrinker was still Samu and Fatu. Okay. And it's still Samu and Fatu, and they got Lou Albano, and they have uh, um, Afa in their corner. And I think I'm still going to have them as the tag team champions. There's no need to take the belts off no. of them here. Um, so I'm going to have them as the tag team champions, the babyface tag team champions, and they're going to go against the Heavenly Bodies with Jim Cornette. Oh, yeah. Who, God damn it, they had so many stop starts with the Heavenly Bodies. Like, they were main contenders for the tag belts when the Steiners were there and then they got bypassed by the, the Quebecers and they were, you know, kind of shoved down and they really didn't have that much. You can rebuild the heavenly bodies up and you can, you can actually have like a pretty good, like the head shrinkers, especially Fatu can still like go with this time. Mm -hmm. So you've got, I, I think in my opinion, you've got a pretty good mid card uh, tag title feud that could be built yeah. into this. Oh, for sure. 
you know, the head shrinkers are the savages, so they're going to eat the heavenly body's wings at some point during the build, <laughs> and they're going to, you know, they're going to keep trying to, like, go after, and Coronet and Lou Albano can have, you know, a nice face-off and, and let, you know, let Coronet, like, take a couple bumps. You, you know, the head shrinkers eventually go over. They're, they're going to retain the belts in this one. Oh, okay. Thought you were going the other way. Yeah. <sighs> As good as I think the Heavenly Bodies were as a as a foil as a contender, I don't think they were like World Tag Team Champion material. Yeah, um, you know. And again, it's 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 nice to have them there, and it, and they would probably put on the best match out of anybody that was like a tag team, like a like a true tag team. Yes. At the time that you hadn't seen like a million times over and over again. Um, but I still think the Head Shrinkers would, would be able to get the win here and, and keep them strong. Uh, six match on the card. You're going to kind of cool it off a little bit, and you're going to have a real quick uh, babyface squash match. Uh, Adam Baum, with his aforementioned uh, football missiles, uh, is going to do a quick squash over IRS. Um, basically cool off the tag team match uh, and reset the table. And just give Adam like keep him keep him looking good. Kids probably love them. IRS is easy to beat, uh, and and makes sense. You know he's DiBiase's guy, and you know and and there's only so much you can do with Adam Bomb. Yeah, and you have Rotundo who can make yeah Rotundo can look, look good. I can make him look you good absolutely. I mean? And he just, it, like it's just I I I was like well maybe Adam Bomb versus Bob Backlund. You still want to keep? Well, you, Bob Backlund went on to win the heavyweight title at that. A that few years. months later, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice Bob and maybe get Bob a little bit closer to snapping, because um, he hadn't fully snapped by this time. Uh, yeah. But uh, I was like, nah, let him let him work with IRS and and keep Bob off the card. Um. So this is another. I almost want to say this is almost like a triple main event at this point. Okay. Um. Tag team really? That's how you fill the United Center. Tag team match <laughs> for uh for four guys who probably would love having this tag team match. Uh Razor Ramon and the one two three kid versus Shawn Michaels and oh, yeah. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. You've got my attention. And just give them as much time as they they again, they're the click at this point. You know, they're all Main event in house. This is the type of thing where it's like they were complaining at the time, like, well, we don't do enough, you know, business with house shows. And I think the one of the main reasons is fucking you four guys are like trying to spread yourselves too thin wrestling four different matches or at least three different matches. Get all four of you, especially on a SummerSlam, get all four of these guys in a tag team match against each other. Balls to the wall. Big guys versus big guys. Sean and and. One two three kid can, you know, can high spot their their heart's content. You still have the the Sean versus uh, Razor Heat that's still there. I have Walter Payton uh, at ringside for. Uh, oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'd have Walter Payton at ringside for Razor and One Two Three Kid. Um, maybe just to walk them out and then fuck yeah. off. Uh, you know, maybe you get somebody from, you know, another football team to, to get in Sean and Diesel's corner. 
Uh, maybe you get Barry, Barry White. Maybe you get Barry Sanders. <laughs> maybe you get Reggie Ooh. White. Uh, I'd like the idea of <laughs> Barry Sanders is a is a heel on the other side. Oh yeah, that would oh. be hilarious. <laughs> and this is still Barry in his prime. I know this is you know ramping up to the greatest running back in all of all time, Barry Sanders. But I mean, again, like these guys can can get fifteen minutes or twenty minutes just to showcase everything that they do. Everybody looks like a million dollars coming out of it. You let Sean and Diesel get like the the bullshit win. Um, you keep them, or you know what? I think they were getting Diesel ends up being a baby face by that. He wins the title the night after that Survivor Series, so maybe you actually have one, two, three, kid, and Razor go over, and you have Diesel and Sean start, start to dissension. tease their dissension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no tag team titles are needed on those guys. That's that no. was such a silly thing to do. And and what I like about this is you're getting two guys who weren't actually on the original card. That's right. Who, yeah. One, two, three, kid was nowhere to be seen. Should have yeah. fucking been. One hundred percent should have been. I originally I had thought about like let's keep um, or let's put Jeff Jarrett with one, two, three, kid. Um, which would be great. Which would but, be, yeah. I mean, but but then I'm like, you know what? Like Razor and and kid, it makes sense. It's mm-hmm. a year after they like formulated a team and and had their little rivalry, which led to them teaming up. And then Sean and Diesel are their best friends in the world. So fuck yeah, they never did it on pay per view. This would be the this would be the chance to really like showcase how that tag team match could go about and and how good it would be. Um, yeah, I really like that. Another well, maybe a semi a semi main event here. Um, again, you're not going to have the Undertaker versus the Underfaker, but I still got Bam Bam Bigelow in this in this company. Woo. So I'm going to have Bam Bam Bigelow versus the Undertaker. How did that never happen? And exactly this this is a match that maybe they did on house shows or maybe they, you know, uh, maybe on a Raw after like Bam Bam lost that match to to Lawrence Taylor, but fuck, and. Guess what? I'm gonna Bam Bam Bigelow win this match. Ooh, you know, it, I, and I'm gonna let it be the whole thing of like you hadn't seen the Undertaker since, like he hadn't been around for a long time. This is the you know oh the maybe like in the build up to this they're like will the Undertaker actually show up? Will he be back? And DiBiase saying like you know I've got him under my control. He'll you know, and you kind of have like a you, Bam Bam catches him sleeping and. Bam Bam goes over because you still need to build Bam Bam up to use him at that next year's WrestleMania in the main event. And this is a way to actually like solidify him and get him pointed in the right direction. Exactly. Cause they never granted that's the guy to work with LT, but they never really had a reason for it. Like they never mm-hmm. elevated him to the point where he he was in a fucking. Like, t- he was in a as tag the team match. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's that, that's. I love that. So I think you, you yeah you got a, a killer Bam Bam and and you have Bam Bam as DiBiase's main important thing. Everything revolves around Bam Bam. Yes. Everybody else that's there the is to service Bam Bam, um, which they eventually did, but they didn't do that until they were building to WrestleMania. So this is where it all starts. It is Bam Bam's a guy who beat The Undertaker. When The Undertaker was coming back, he beat The Undertaker. And yet, you probably have to give Taker a win down the road against Bigelow. Yeah. 
But Some Survivor Series or whatever. Yeah, you could you could do that, that at Rumble. You could you know do a casket match at the Rumble and and then get ready for whatever you're gonna do with Lawrence Taylor or maybe don't fucking do anything with Lawrence Taylor. I don't know. All right, two more matches on the card. I am keeping the uh, the match between Tatanka and Lex Luger. Oh my god! <laughs> and the reason why I'm keeping that is I really like the way that. Uh, and this just this helps make DiBiase's group stronger. Okay. It's babyface versus babyface match. The fans think Luger's going to be the one turning. It ends up being oh, okay. Tatanka at the end of the match. All right. And he took the money, and he makes Luger look like a punk. Eventually, Luger, you know, gets his, his heat back and his win back. But this is another thing where it's like, and, I, you know, coming out of SummerSlam, you can certainly see, like, uh, DiBiase, like, on TV saying, like, you know, Undertaker and Lex Luger, my guys beat your guys. And right there, you've got another tag team match for a house show loop where you've got Bam Bam and Tatanka against Luger and Undertaker and you know and and everything that that you want to get out of a underdog Lex Luger now he's got to he's got to wrestle against Bam Bam or he's got to wrestle against Tatanka and and a million combinations but there was actually like it was a short match I think in the original card you know maybe only lasted like 5 minutes but you don't have to it's the post match shit that yeah. made sense and the post match shit was really good so, I'm keeping Tatanka and Luger, and I'm also keeping the main... And I'm moving of course, yeah. Brett and Owen in the cage. Everything that was done in that match should be kept to the, to the letter, to the note. Um, even, I believe, at the end of... Uh, towards the end of the match, Jim Neidhart, who was sitting behind Davey Boy Smith and our favorite, Diana Hart... Um, he kind of got up and like pushed them over the guard railing <laughs> and <laughs> Diana almost cracked her head on the, on the, on the guard railing um, and split her head open, you know, almost put her head between the bars. Um, so I would keep that too and, and have Brett uh, victorious, victorious over Owen. But then again, here, here's, I just like what we're coming out of this with is you've got, and they had it, they had Brett and Davey, Again, interchangeable against Owen and Neidhart, yep. and you go you go around the horn with that, and tag team matches and handicap matches, whatever you want to do. So there, uh, in a nutshell, nine matches. I think we made it a lot stronger, and we made it a lot more. Um, it's not the end of a lot of feuds. It's more kind of here's a continuation we can do, and here's a lot more business that we can do with this group to make everybody look. Like a million bucks coming out of this summer. Sometime. That's that it. It's a big upgrade, and I like I like the continuation factor because mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Royal Rumble should be the beginning of stuff. Yeah, WrestleMania is the finish of some of those things. That but it bleeds out to lead to SummerSlam, continues on, and it's kind of paid off at Survivor Series. Absolutely, and this is the other thing. Like you're looking at this card, and I added one match, but got about five or six other people that weren't on the regular card in action. Yeah. Doink wasn't on there. Lawler Savage. Actually, more. Doink, Lawler Savage, Heavenly Bodies, uh, Waltman, and Sean in an actual match. So, I mean, that that's pretty good for... Huge you know, upgrade. For, and, from, and, and no fucking Mabel. Yeah. 
Right. No Mabel. Uh, so that's uh, that is the new SummerSlam '94. I'll let you like uh, open uh, open the door for uh, SummerSlam '99. All right. SummerSlam '1999 takes place uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, as we know, mainly for the reason to have at the time Governor mm-hmm. Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, be the special guest referee for the main event, which I will keep there because my man Jesse ain't going anywhere. He's big. He's big business there, for sure. So the way that this card stacked out, we opened up uh, with uh, D'Lo Brown versus Jeff Jarrett, and this is um, the IC title versus European title. Winner takes all. Yes. Um, the second match was a tag team turmoil match to become the number one to get a shot at the tag team titles the next night on Raw. Mm-hmm. So it was a number one contender match essentially. Uh, the contestants in that match were the team of Draws and Albert, Gross. Edge and Christian, the Acolytes, the Hardys, the Hollies, and Midian and Viscera. Ugh. Okay. Uh, match number three was for the uh, in, right before the third match, we for some reason had the road dog come out so that he could kind of uh, MC this next match, which he just hmm. kind of followed them around and commentated, okay. uh, which was very weird. Uh, <laughs> but it, before uh, the match actually begins, Chris Jericho um, comes out. This was shortly after Jericho's debut. Yeah. Yeah. And has a back and forth with uh, Road Dog on the mic. And then we get to the hardcore title match between the Big Boss Man and Al Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, following that was the women's title match. This barn burner, Ivory versus Tori. Okay. Yeah. Then we got if done, to... If done right, it could have been okay. It, I, listen, it's not bras and panties, so... It was not good. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. All right. <laughs> um, following that was a Lion's Den match between uh, Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. Yeah. Um, next, we had uh, Shane McMahon, accompanied by the Mean Street Posse, taking on Test in a Lover or Lever Street Fight. Uh, Greenwich, um, a Greenwich Street Fight? Was that what it yes, was? Yeah. Yes, Greenwich okay. Street Fight. Uh, next, we had the tag team titles on the line, which... You had your champions, Kane and X-Pac, mm-hmm. taking on um, The Undertaker in The Big Show. By the yeah. way, I always liked that team. You and I differ, my friend. Oh, I would. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I like uh, them, though. Next, uh, we had the uh, infamous Kiss My Ass match between The Rock and... And uh, your newly crowned King of the Ring, of the Ring. Mr. Ass Billy Gunn. Oh, Rock killed. Uh, By the way, promos leading up to that. Yep. Billy Gunn yep. shouldn't have shown up that night. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're going to erase that. <laughs> We're going to erase that. Good. Good to know. And uh, in your main event, you had a triple threat match for the world title. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, your champion versus Mankind versus Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had it be a triple threat match. So that uh, I think so that Austin didn't have to take the fall. I'm guessing he was getting ready to have neck surgery. Yeah. Shortly after this, uh, yep. and I believe Mick said 
in his book that he was kind of hurt or something going into this too. Yep. So troopers. Um, on paper, listen. Uh, I, I kind of feel the same way about this show as I do most of um, WWF in 1999. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, business was at an all-time high. Uh, you had maybe the best roster that the company had ever seen, mm-hmm. yeah. and just something was missing. I don't know what it was, but it just the way things were going. Uh, I mean, at the time, watching it, loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In retrospect, uh, it doesn't really hold up all that well. So let's reimagine. Let's erase our memories and pretend what I just told you happened all never right. happened. It never happened. And, and we're going to kick things off by let's let's start his run off right. Match number one for the European title. D'Lo Brown defending the title against Chris Jericho. All right, good. Putting Chris Jericho on the card to display his talents as an in-ring performer because up until this point he hadn't gotten in the ring yet. He had ju- we've just seen him cut up the promos. Hmm. Okay, all right. So he's this is this serves two purposes. This serves the purpose of being a paper a debut, paper and, debut, and then immediately and an into a title program. Yep. Okay. And, of course, we, we got Jericho wins the title. No doubt. You have him in the ring with D'Lo Brown, who is more than capable. Two of them could hot start. Mm-hmm. You got a hot, first, you got a hot start to the pay-per-view. Second of all, you have Jericho. Now you're... Put, I mean, when you have him debut as the, with The Rock, of course, you put him in, in, uh, in a, a big spotlight. But at the same time, you have The Rock kind of overshadow him sure um and he got the best of him at the end and i i don't remember exactly what jericho's first uh in-ring program was but it wasn't strong and i'm almost certain they had him losing it so you start off his wwf run immediately wins the title on his first match in the company um and you know just a hot start to the pay-per-view match number two we're going to go with, this is kind of an attraction. So earlier in the year, we had the uh, the degeneration of Degeneration X. Okay. Where Hunter, you know, uh, turns on X-Pac. DX kind of falls apart. Now we're trying to have everyone have their singles run. Or you have X-Pac with Kane. We just had Billy Gunn win the King of the Ring. Yes. And you're positioning him as a heel. Well this is going to be the Outlaws Collide. So you're going to have oh. Billy Gunn versus the Road Dog, which I don't think we ever got either. I think you got um, them in like multiple man matches, but I don't think you ever had I don't a think real you ever got, one-on-one. Had that singles match. So yeah. coming out of the King of the Ring, you have Billy Gunn. Um, you have him hot. This is a like a natural feud to put it like it logically makes sense. I don't know why we never got it. Here's a question that I have, and this this probably has more to do with the way that the King of the Ring had been booked. Um, wasn't it at one point, if you won the King of the Ring, you did get the SummerSlam title match? No. Maybe they had that as, as a stipulation, because I think that was Mabel. When Mabel won the title, 
he wrestled against Diesel at that 95 SummerSlam. Uh, Maybe they had it just for, yeah. like, for one time or spotty. They were because like, we'll let him, you know. No, because, yeah, well, the, actually, the year, so 93, Brett wins. He doesn't wrestle for the title. 94, Owen wins, but he does, but that's kind of a continuation that's from a, the WrestleMania. Right, he's got the, the feud. Uh, Mabel, I think that was mainly just to give Mabel, because nobody, those Try two to give him credibility. wrestle for the title, but I think that that was more of trying to build Mabel up, and he just okay. kind of got that. All right, kept hurting and, people. Uh, and you're fucking crazy if you think I'm giving Billy Gunn a title. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but I, I think it does him a better service by saying, like, he and it, and went out on his own, won the King of the Ring, and then came back, and he's taken on yeah. his And now he's going to take on his tag team partner. Yeah. He's going to go over, of course. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you're building the Billy Gunn singles run. Yeah. As opposed to, I mean, this show essentially put that to a fucking stop yeah, originally. they buried Billy six feet under <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't understand it whatsoever. Uh, I think Rocky. Anyway. I think Rocky balked on it as like a regular program, and I think even like, yeah. you know, uh, everybody else was like, he's not like, yeah, it's great that he won the King of the Ring, but like, we didn't do anything else with him leading up to that and coming out of it. So a feud against a Rock where he gets humiliated kind of makes sense, and then we shove Billy back You're- into a tag team. Exactly. You have him humiliated on the mic, and then on this show, he loses and then has to kiss a fat woman's <laughs> ass or something like that. It was like, uh, I I don't get the logic of the push there, but... Yeah. And it's good that you're actually using Road Dog to do something other than just walk around with a microphone and do yeah, dumb commentary. I yeah. don't want to hear that. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, okay, so match number three, we are going to have a women's title match. Okay. But this... I was shocked that she wasn't on the show. We're going to have Ivory, the champion, taking on China. And China is going to take the women's title off Ivory. Oh, okay. Now, this is a chance to push China, who later on in the year winds up going and wins the The, Intercontinental title. Right. Right. I I see this as China wins the women's title. She starts, starts like a crusade for like... I can beat all the women in this company. Mm-hmm. Let me go for a man's title. Okay. That, Give her the stepping stone. Yeah. Yep. A logical so stepping is, stone other than, like, I just can throw a forearm at guys at ringside. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. I mean, at this time, China is, she's red hot. She's so super popular, there's, yeah. There's no reason not to, I mean, I get you're trying to get Ivory over, but there's no reason to not have, that would be like saying you shouldn't have Austin be the champion. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. I mean, it's. All right. It uh, makes sense next, to me. Next, mm-hmm. this is going to be one of the keepers from the original card, and this is strictly because I love these matches, regardless of how good or bad they were. Mm-hmm. They were always fun. Hardcore title match, Big okay. Boss Man versus Al Snow. Which was a, a legendary feud. Yes, this is just we were introducing <laughs> Pepper into the equation. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I believe this... I believe this was the show where the big boss man kidnapped Pepper. Uh, Probably. <laughs> Probably. And this match wound up going like uh, out of the arena. It went into a bar across the street. Yeah. They're fighting on a pool table. They're doing suplexes in the middle of the road. It was it was a sight to be seen. Uh, I love this shit. I don't know why. It's I the best it. version of Al Snow that there ever was. Hardcore so division Al Snow was great. Yes. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, and it's 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 like a break 
in the it's yes. a br- so you're cutting away from the arena you know you 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 have these guys going all over the place the people on pay-per-view are like oh my god this is anything oh, can yeah. happen exactly oh i'd love to be there and yep yeah yep T- ton of fun um so you have Bossman retaining the hardcore title in that match uh next we are going to go to the intercontinental title match okay and I'm going to keep the stipulation of one of the matches from the original card. And this is going to be Jeff Jarrett defending his IC title against Ken Shamrock in a Lions oh, Den Lions match. Den. <laughs> See, I Which, thought you were going to be like, oh, it's in a kiss my ass match. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so what I noticed going back and looking at uh, this era, like the 98, 99, 2000, these SummerSlams were very heavy heavy in the gimmick matches mm-hmm. yeah and i i kind of like that because it sets it apart it's from different from me yeah. all yeah. it, it's like yeah. it's a big pay-per-view but you have like all these little fun quirks to it mm-hmm. so jarrett maybe we get a precursor of tna uh mma jarrett double ma <laughs> we have we have him going to get oh, tap Ken out Shamrock. kids oh let him tap out kids <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's in his he's in his uh, don't piss me off phase. Yep. So like yep. I, I that was like my peak Jarrett. Um, and now you got him going against Shamrock. I'm gonna have Shamrock win the win the title. Win the IC title. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shamrock. Uh, I think he had so much potential to be like a huge deal in wrestling, and he just never quite got there. And uh, I, I I I just. I would have liked to see him stick with it. I agree. Yeah. I think he um, he wasn't – he ended up in a feud with Jericho for a little while after this. Yeah. But I think he was, like, out of the company before the next Rumble. Yep. Um, and, again, that's a shame because he uh, – I talked about it in one of the other previous episodes of the podcast. Like, if if they couldn't have Steve Austin back with af- after that neck injury – some sort of like mini program with like Ken Shamrock and Bret Hart would have been phenomenal. Would have oh, been yeah. phenomenal. And then you have Shamrock go all the way up to a world title. You, you, they they completely made him just like every other guy way too fast in that company yep. when they should have treated him. And again, like he had the specialty matches, like the Lions Den match, and he did the snapping, and and he was the first guy to bring tap outs into you know mainstream pro wrestling. As far as WWF goes, um, and there should there, he deserved a lot more. And for whatever reason, like they just didn't necessarily have patience with him. Yep. But and yeah, so I th- I think him and Jarrett could have a good one. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the Lions then was always like a. I, I loved uh, rewatching the SummerSlam '98. I loved what him and Owen did him and Owen before. Yeah. yeah, it was it was actually really good, way better than I remember it. And so, yeah, I think that that would have been a good one. Okay. Um, next, we're gonna have the tag team title match, but and so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna keep the the tag team turmoil match that we had as number one contender, mm-hmm. but we're gonna have that be the tag team title match where okay, you're wrestling to ultimately get to Kane and X-Pac as the last team okay. in the match. All right. um, so we're going to start it off with uh, Edge and Christian and the Hardys. Start it off hot. Have the Hardys 
go all the way through drop they're going to beat edge and christian they're going to go through draws and albert they're going to go through the hollies they're going to go through midian and viscera it's going to then the acolytes come out looks like the hardys are going to get the 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 win plucky baby faces and then big close eyes from, from hell. hell and now you got like just kick-ass match between uh bradshaw and uh, Farouk against Kane and Xbox. Again, Kane and Xbox. And Xbox, and Xbox probably taking a heat until you get the hot tag. And, and then you get boom, the hot boom, tag boom. and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Chokeslam, chokeslam, tombstone, retain the titles. Very good. Uh, for Kane and Xbox. Very good. Um, now, had the Hardys and, the, and Edge and Christian had that uh, ladder match yet? That was after this. That was no, after that this. Was so, after, that was so no the, mercy. So, yeah, that actually, like, in your scenario, that actually helps both of these teams kind of get over a little bit more if it's yeah. a gauntlet. So you're gonna give style. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna start the match out, and they're mm-hmm. gonna go about I would say seven eight minutes mm-hmm. in the, in that first run yeah. of, the, of yeah. the match to really you know kickstart. Yeah, their feud it makes them both look good. 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 Uh, next is the last match that I'm keeping. Okay. On the card. And that's the lover to leave her street fight. I lo- I love that. Match. I don't know why. I just love that match. Soft spot for test. Here I, it is. I, lo- I love Shane, man. <laughs> I love Shane, man. You know, Matt would have kept that and put that in the main event. Well, I mean, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon is. That's what you're reaching to to get to, right? Shane, I and it's. I mean, it's got a decent story to it. It does. Shane, it was. And, it was their. You and know, his band of hooligans are trying to stop. This this uh, motley crew loving That's right. guy the from, yeah. from from taking over his his corrupting his poor innocence uh-huh. <laughs> right yeah and you still get the big elbow drop which I mean that made Shane I, th- this, this was, was like the, his first match I think right didn't he do a match with X Pac at the oh that's right yeah yeah he did yeah. like the yeah. But this was like his first like high profile. Well, and it's it's like, him, it's him wrestling like away from somebody who's established. Test was not established, yeah. so it actually like did it did a service for Test, and it helped Shane give, you know, give a little bit more sort of credibility to like he's this you know again he's a stunt wrestler more than anything else. Yeah, but it's he's like a this, he shouldn't be doing this. But exactly. like, if he's gonna do this, this dude did it full force and and was balls out with it. Um, I would like to bottle that version of Shane McMahon forever, and yes. not have to deal with uh, overheated after he gets to the <laughs> ring in his entrance and uh, call exploding. the call the paramedic. <laughs> Shane's Shane's dying on his way to the ring. <laughs> Break out the battle boards. <laughs> So um, yeah, and again, you get the Mean Street Posse guys get involved, and, Those and guys, you know, Steph's there. Great you, bump takers. Do you put Steph in a cage? Oh, that, like that would have been hanging above the shark cage. Put her in the shark cage. <laughs> More shark cage situations, please. All right. So <laughs> Tess is Tess is going to ultimately get the best of Shane, and okay. he will love her and not All right. leave her. Good. All right. Next, we're gonna really get a right turn into the gimmicks mm-hmm. and i know you said you love this tag team i was not as much of a fan and so i'd rather see them go against one another oh, we're going to have the undertaker because okay i have a very soft spot in my heart for the ministry of darkness okay for whatever reason <laughs> yes yes and so i don't i didn't like 
when the under the Undertaker kind of broke character. This is when the Undertaker yes. first kind of started to break character. Yes, and I was never a fan of that. Just keep him this mythological creature. So I'm going to keep it that way. The Undertaker is going to take on the Big Show in a graveyard match. Oh, okay. So this is this is almost like we're going cinematic here. Oh, we're right. not. This is not taking place in the arena. It should be fun that way. This is going to be shown on the video board. Okay, good. And we're just going to have uh, whatever you can do in a graveyard. Now, this is what's funny. Again, this is another sort of timeline because Taker and Big Show had that tag team. And then they sent Big Show to Ohio Valley to lose weight and to get a better attitude. So, yeah, I mean, if you do a graveyard and you bury him alive or, you you know, you write him off TV this way. Uh, I know it will deprive another like two months of the great Undertaker Big Show uh, tag and, team. And prior to, the, to but, them becoming a tag team, they were they were feuding. Yes, they That's were. When they, they put them through the ring and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So just keep extend that and pretend that they never became. And they never became a team allies. at all. And, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Keep it that way. Okay. Um, and I think that that's just like another. That's another one of those like fun matches where. Oh yeah. You know, at at the time, show's not working a great. He's not working a great match. It's like let's be honest. He's not going to come in and have a barn burner with anybody. But you can do the walking brawl with him in in a. But exactly, if yeah, you have this outside the ring you, stuff, you're. Uh, you have the Undertaker doing the clothesline out of a tree or something, mm-hmm. throwing each other through fucking headstones. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, no, I like it. Fun, and it continues on with the Ministry of Darkness angle. Um, which I don't know why, but I love that. <laughs> Even and the then, I mean, that's the best. If you're gonna have Mabel, <laughs> at least have right. him be have some him, sort of weird demonic. Have him be a hot topic, hot topic, <laughs> Mabel. <laughs> I I want to know what a viscera is. Nothing says punk rock like uh, Mabel with uh, like black a lipstick. Bleach blonde mohawk. Yeah, bleach blonde mohawk, black <laughs> lipstick, and uh, what black appear- fingernails. What appeared to be also a garbage bag that he put his <laughs> arms through. <laughs> when he originally just dressed like he was going to a funeral, I thought that that was hilarious. Yes. Where he was just yeah. wearing like a suit and <laughs> <He was> tie. Wearing- <laughs> Well, listen, it, it certainly beat, like, when he took the top off in uh, oh, WWE's yeah, yeah. ECW with Matt Stryker. And he had the suspenders and the giant tits uh, where he was just like, oh, no, this is just an eight feet tall Abdul the Butcher that's going, running around here. Um, not, not to get too far off, off topic, but mm-hmm. Joey always used to tell me the story where he would be on like the local like Dapper Johnny Falco shows uh-huh. yep. and he would just ask everybody to oil up his back because he couldn't <laughs> oh, reach oh, okay <laughs> now, now that's that's a slender man <laughs> saying that uh, oil my back up oh to Dapper Johnny Falco and then everybody goes to the meet and greet at the Yellow Rose Diner afterwards so. yep Yep, and Viscera is just leaving a a, a, a whale sized streak in the back yeah. of the <laughs> in the back of the booth. Who's my rod? <laughs> All right, I All right back on track. Back on track. Back on track. We're 
it was originally a nine match card. We're going to keep it a nine match card. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this one uh, a little bit of a more star studded main event. We're going to keep Jesse the Body Ventura as a special guest referee. Okay. This is going to be a four way elimination style match for the world title. Okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mankind versus Triple H versus The Rock. Great. Great. Um,. Instead of having Mankind win the title and then drop it to Triple H the next night, mm -hmm. the way that I have this match playing out is, as you said, um, going into this, Austin was hurt, and he was they were ramping up a way to not only get the belt off of him, but um, at Survivor Series is when they do the whole gimmick where he gets hit by the car. car yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to keep the Austin McMahon feud strong. Um, mm -hmm. McMahon comes out, distracts Austin, gets rolled up. He's eliminated first. Okay, first one out. First one out. So easy, now, to, right? Easy to to and it, and it's involve so Vince and get Vince causes the distraction. He's out. You don't have to have him work a ton. Drop. He drops the title, and now, now, you have this like everyone's stunned kind of thing because champs lost, mm -hmm. and now you're. Guaranteed to have a new champion. Who's it going to be? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Next. So this is going to be because it's a li uh, a limit a four away. We're kind of going to do like a false count anywhere, like you know craziness mm -hmm. with all this stuff. Like it. Um. Next, I have uh, mankind taking a uh, rock bottom. From one announce table through the next. Okay. Mankind's out. So now we're down to Triple H and The Rock. Triple H at this time is with um, the corporation or whatever. Corporate ministry. Know. Corporate ministry. Yes. Yeah, I guess it's the corporate ministry. I guess they did they did they, they did the fusion dance at this point. Um, they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they did that earlier in the summer. Okay. And him and China were corporate affiliated, but I think they were, right after this they went back to like they put DX back together. Yes. Okay. And they were heels instead of baby faces. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, it's going to come down to the Rock and Triple H. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have Jesse uh, take an errant chair shot. Jesse's down. Okay. For the count. Um, this leads to a whole load of shenanigans with Vince and Shane and everybody the, and, mm -hmm. and eventually Triple H low blow pedigree one two, one, three. two three Rocky First, gets screwed and uh, Triple H is your new WWF champion funny they had the ladder match for the IC belt at the previous the SummerSlam before, which, I, which is why I wanted to tie it back to the two of them because that was the match that I thought essentially made the two of them. Mm -hmm. that, well, definitely, yeah, yeah. It it was, um, it was a big eye opener for Hunter, and he was again baby faced at that time with DX, um, and it certainly like, I think he got injured like right after it. But he he was he was really on a run. But that's where they were like, well, we can put more belts on him, and we can make yes. him make him a more high profile guy. Same thing with Rocky. Like that was the point where where they were like. Rocky's Rocky's gonna be our guy for, you know, whether it's right now or whether it's down the road. Rocky's gonna be our guy. Um, and, and Rocky, in this, 
Rocky in, had already had the world title once or twice before this anyway. Yes, because uh, he he lost it to Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like two or three times he went back and forth with Foley. With Foley and then, right. Yeah. You're right. Um, and so in this uh, scenario, uh, if I'm going to you know book it a little bit further out, I'm going to have Triple H win it here, and he's going to retain it all the way until Mania, where instead of having that dreaded four-way, four-way they had yeah. at WrestleMania 2000, you're just going to get Triple H and The Rock, and, the Rock. and you're going to have The Rock win. Rock gets his win back. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That makes for a much better scenario. You don't have to have four McMahons in four corners. You don't have to, you know, yeah, you had the big show drop weight and, and kind of get back in the swing of things. But, um, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, so that, yeah, I think, you know, a vast improvement. You're not shifting a lot of the guys that were on the card off the card. Which no. is which is also good, um, and just I think more of a rearrangement. Yeah, I think you, again utilizing got, the people that are there that are over, and enhancing it. Uh, I certainly think like the idea of like China getting slotted into that women, and especially since she's a heel at this time, putting her in that women's division would certainly give her like something. A gives her something to do instead of being just like. Uh, Hunter's second or you know the ninth most important person in the Ministry of Darkness um, and it eventually you get her to, you know back in the in the good graces of the fans as she says you know I'm ready to now you know dominate with this title I'm going to beat all the women in the division then I'm coming for you know higher stakes and 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 do that Jericho gets reestablished so that's really great um, the potential of a uh, of a really good like gimmick match in the uh shamrock versus jeff jarrett unfortunately uh steve blackman doesn't make it onto your card but you can't win them all and then i think like even like by having billy gunn win and be a stronger character now you can have him go on to like the he's feuding with shamrock for the oh yeah exactly coming out right. of this or something like yep. that as opposed to just being buried by the rock and now you yeah. just have to put the outlaws back together because what else are you going to do? Or maybe you do like, you know, you pull the trigger and turn him babyface and he's the guy that's going after the Euro title with Jericho. Oh yeah, that that that's that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, you're not shoving him back down the card and embarrassing him on pay-per-view and and also we don't have to see uh shiny white lady ass um <laughs> on pay-per-view and and all that stuff. So very good. I think we improve both. I, I mean, uh, the goal is to improve both SummerSlams. Yeah. Uh, I would I, say that you vastly improved that one. No, and I, I, I would rain the same uh, praise on your SummerSlam. But I think mine was different because it was like, well, I'm going to use people that didn't make it on the card and make yes. it like a bigger spectacle rather than what was essence. What in essence was like a two match card. Yes. Now it's you know now it's a nine you know seven out of the nine matches are really compelling. With yours, I think you shuffled around enough of the the players and made the main event so much bigger, but then also like with the idea of like adding more gimmick match uh, and defending all of your titles on the show, then you know here we are with a with a better federation going forward and a lot of shit set up for uh, for the fall. So, yep, excellent, excellent. So. Um, I think that'll wrap us up for this episode. Yeah. Uh, anything else to to chime in with before we uh, before we sign off on this one? I would just like to uh, put out an all points bulletin. If anybody, and I mean anybody, has seen Geiger, 
anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Please let us know. Yes. Uh, I will provide breadcrumbs. Uh, the trail of breadcrumbs could go back to his place. It could go back to a central point. But, uh, but yeah, we, uh, you know, we would like Matt to be back for, uh, for you know, future episodes at the end of the summer, um, post-SummerSlam. And uh, we hope that SummerSlam's a good card. Um, I think they they got a lot of momentum right now, and um, it certainly looks like their their uh, their top of the card stuff is is you know it's really shaping yeah. up to be to be good stuff. So uh, so we hope we don't have to in another you know, two years we don't have to rebook <laughs> SummerSlam <laughs> 2023 <laughs> to be better than it was. Um, I trust the process there. But uh, but regardless, um, we hope uh, that you guys have a, uh, a tremendous night, uh, and uh, keep keep at it, and we will uh, we'll hear from you soon.